everyone, my name is Beth and you're listening to Entrepreneurs Generations Apart on Radio Karam, a show with a focus on interviewing business owners from different generations and industries driven from a simple question, what drives people to build businesses and thrive in doing work that they love? Today on episode 5, we interview Colin Pudsley, who is the founder of Silver Adventures, a technology company which provides products that connect, stimulate and bring joy to seniors through virtual reality based in Melbourne. Welcome, Colin. How are you? Hi, Beth. Thanks for inviting me onto the show. Appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks for, for coming on board. So we're just going to ask a couple of questions about the, the amazing work that you do. Um, so can you tell me a little bit about your background and what inspired you to become an entrepreneur? Oh, okay. So um, I'm originally from the UK. I've been in Australia for about seven years and uh, about seven years in Singapore before that, a couple of years in Australia before that. But I guess in terms of career, um, my current company, Silver Adventures, was started in the middle of 2019. And uh, our purpose is to provide meaningful virtual reality experiences specifically for older adults to improve their quality of life. Before this, I also worked for a technology company that was based in Israel, um, very much in the the data analytics space. Before that, uh, it was more within facilities management and services and management of uh, within retail. I guess, I guess it's always been quite diverse, but the common thread through either working for companies or with my own businesses has always been the customer and uh, looking to understand their needs and their problems and find solutions that really help them. Awesome. I, I absolutely love your, your idea for, for Silver Adventures. Uh, tell me how you, how you came about um, with that idea. Israeli company I was working for, the time there was coming to an end. I guess uh, I knew that for a few months because that company got acquired. So I was looking for a new opportunity. And um, I started off by looking for what type of space that I wanted that opportunity to be in. And um, an article caught my attention about how the sort of global shift in demographics was moving towards uh, many more older adults because of uh, medicine to extend and prolong life. And um, this market was, you know, was one that was going to increase and increase in size and value. So I guess it was, it kind of hooked me from a business standpoint originally. And um, the next step for me was to start looking for problems. So I just Googled problems, aged care, older people, and uh, it just come up with pages and pages of problems, uh, which was, you know, which was kind of easy to to find something that you wanted to solve. The thing that really uh, resonated with me were problems around loneliness, around isolation among older adults, around um, how that can lead to to other mental health issues with depression, anxiety, early onset of dementia. All of these areas, uh, you know, they just really hooked me and um, I started looking for solutions and and having a background in technology and emerging technology, landed on virtual reality, and uh, and then two and a half years later, here we are, where um, we have customers all 
across Australia, in New Zealand, in the UK, and possibly some other markets soon too. Awesome. So can you tell us a little bit about a virtual reality and how this technology can bring a certain joy to, to residents in these facilities? Sure. So I guess the first part I would mention there is that uh, when we talk about isolation and understanding the problem, uh, you have to realise that even before COVID, this was a, a huge problem where around half of care residents would have feelings of isolation or feelings of loneliness or depression. Half of residents never had a visitor at all. And um, I guess the opportunity with virtual reality was twofold. One was to bring the world to care recipients. And we do that with a whole library of tours that we've developed across the globe. And uh, the second thing that we really focus on is, uh, is we really believe in the power of group experiences and shared journeys and, and doing virtual reality together with family and friends and fellow residents. So um, with that, I guess it's it's really fun when people have the headsets on and they're, they're in the virtual reality world. But um, it's really the magic happens when the headsets come off and people are talking about where they've been and what they've done. And hopefully they're sharing memories and stories from the past. So it really helps drive social engagement, social interaction, telling all these stories from the past that have uh, kind of come to the surface through using virtual reality and being immersed in different locations. Wow. So um, I love that you, you provide a sense of escape from reality. Um, it sounds like a way of exploring the comfort of your home, um, of the world, <laughs> from the comfort from your own home. Are there um, any residents that you look back on fondly that have used your products? Yes, um, definitely. So during the first six months of the company, myself, my team, we were kind of on the road with the equipment and uh, we went around about 150 aged cares within Victoria and we took over 2,000 residents on shared experiences and that was kind of our testing phase to to see what worked and what didn't work. And um, the really pleasantly surprising thing was maybe naively before starting this business, I probably assumed that uh, older people, if they were going to do VR, they would like to be at the beach watching the waves or, you know, in the gardens, watching the flowers grow. And, and we certainly have that content, but the the amazing thing was that once you got them over the hump with the technology, their appetite for new experiences uh, and all manner of types of experiences was, uh, was huge. So um, we had people that, I remember one lady that had never actually been on an aeroplane. She'd always been too scared and she had family overseas. And she, I guess there was maybe some regret that she hadn't um, traveled and seen her family, grandchildren, whatever overseas. So she just, you know, could I go on an aeroplane? Cause I'm with my friends and we took her on an aeroplane in VR and we gave her that experience and, uh, and she, she really enjoyed it. And she enjoyed it so much that uh, about a month or two later, her and the same group of friends, they actually jumped out of the aeroplane and they did the skydiving in VR too. So it's kind of the pointy end of, uh, you know, of those kind of adrenaline experiences. But uh, I guess the, the takeaway message was that you shouldn't, you shouldn't, it's really a myth that, you know, technology and older adults don't mix and that, you know, um, this wouldn't work because because uh, we've really proven that, that they have an enormous appetite for for new experiences, for shared experiences. And I think most 
importantly, the key is to make it sure it's very meaningful. So to really understand who the the person is, their identity, their culture, you know, what what's going to bring them joy, and then to be able to match that with the VR experiences, and then yeah, that's that's kind of what the key is to to bring in joy to a person, and then rippling across a whole group when you do it in a group format. Wow, that sounds so beautiful. Um, were there any um, struggles you faced when um, starting this business? Well, I think probably the, the most obvious one is that before this, my background is nothing to do with aged care. It's nothing clinical. And uh, I've never worked with this demographic before starting this business. So there was a huge hole for me to fill um, in terms of building my network and building my knowledge. And um, and again, going back to the customer side of things, actually understanding what the needs were and what the problems were in order to to shape the solution so it was best for the customers in terms of you know care providers and also the users with the with the participants and the the you know the the older adults with headsets on and going on the experiences. Lovely. Um, what does a, a typical work day look for you? Typical work day is probably starting with a bike ride is my kind of thing. And that is usually where I guess most of my brain fart ideas come. I will go for a bike ride and during those rides, I don't know, just all manner of ideas pop into my head for the business. Some of them good, some of them not so good, but uh, that seems to be that space. Then uh, maybe starting about nine, ending around five, I have uh, young children. So uh, I play with my kids for a few hours, do the usual family activities with them. And then when they go down to bed, maybe by about eight o'clock, maybe some calls overseas and then wrap up by maybe about 10 o'clock and then and then start the next day the same kind of way. Lovely. Um, how has uh, COVID-19 affected your day-to-day working life? Well, I think that uh, a lot of people assume that because the problem that we were looking to address has gotten so much worse because of COVID, then um, you know that would be a big win for the business. And there's no doubt that people in general now have felt what it's like to feel isolated, to feel disconnected socially and, you know, had a, a kind of peek behind the curtain of what perhaps life is like for someone in an aged care home or, you know, someone suffering with um, mental wellbeing issues. So that's that's been positive from an awareness standpoint. Um, in terms of a, a business standpoint, um, there's a huge amount of opportunity for what we do. and um, and it's taken a lot of work to, to build traction, to build awareness and educate customers. And we're, we're really at an exciting point in the business now um, after sort of sowing the seeds uh, of all that awareness and education. So we're, we're growing really well at the moment. But like one of the even simple things with COVID was the fact that everyone become so much uh, more comfortable using things like Zoom. I guess when I first started the company, I imagined we'd have to have like a representative in you know, Sydney and Brisbane and, and all these different locations, boots on the ground kind of stuff. Um, yeah, one of the, 
the silver linings of of the whole COVID stuff was just that we can do sales, we can do support, we can do training all remotely. Um, there's ways that we can manage the, the actual hardware remotely as well. But in terms of just customer engagement and uh, nurturing those relationships, it's actually proven to be fairly um, doable based out of our our head office in Melbourne. And then we've got customers all around, you know, Australia and other countries too. So it's that's probably been like a, a big shift, you know, a real big positive in terms of growth and expansion. Awesome. Uh, what do you like most about your own business? What do I like most about it? Uh, um, what I like most about it is the fact that um, you can start any business you want and if it's going to be a business, it needs to make profit. So, it, you know, it's not a not-for-profit company. But there's ways that you can make money and grow a business that positively impact people or there's you know ways that you can do it and negatively impacts people too so i love the fact that this business the more we grow the more we expand um all of the exciting stuff we get to do ultimately it's all having a very positive impact on people's lives um i previously built a company in singapore that was kind of in the environmentally friendly space so everything that we were doing was having a positive impact on the environment. Um, and again, it was there's a there's a bit of synergy there with you know when you go to work each day that it, it's amazing building a company and seeing it grow and people develop and um, you know all of the exciting challenges you get to to overcome and satisfying ones. But uh, but ultimately, I think if you're having a positive impact on people's lives, then that's a huge win for uh for getting out of bed each day awesome so what advice uh would you give to those considering creating their own business um like i would say that you really need to be extremely motivated and driven um it's very easy particularly at the start when something's a new idea or a new concept to to maybe listen to naysayers and um and get overwhelmed with how many things you have to do. I think that you have to really focus on maybe what's going to give you best bang for your buck in terms of where you spend your energy and your time. If you're passionate about certain areas of a business or you're, you're very skilled in certain areas, maybe focus on your strengths, particularly at the beginning, and look to to either ask people that you know within your network, you know, um, about other areas of the business that maybe your weak points or you're not so strong at, um, or bring in people you know who can who have those skills to support you, and you can you can focus on whichever area that you're most passionate about. Uh, but yeah, you have to be very very driven. It will probably take you longer than you think it will to build. It will probably cost you more time or more money than you think it will. So uh, you know, have realistic expectations if they they kind of steer away a bit, then don't get deterred. And um, probably the last last thing I would say is that if you've got family, you know, if you're married um, or even close family, then get them on board with the idea, get them on board with the, the opportunity and and the the plan. And, um, you know, their support can, 
really be super helpful, um, particularly if you're, you know, if you're struggling and things are not quite going according to plan. Uh, yeah, having their support is, is amazing. Cool. Um, are there any books that have helped you over the years as a, a business owner or even in life? Yeah, um, I enjoy a good book. Uh, I would say in terms of a business one, there's one that I really like, a really simple book called, it's actually called The Decision Book. Um, i trying to think who it's by. It's by Michael Krogius, I think. Is the name? Uh, you have to check that on, on Google, but it's uh, it's different models for strategic thinking. So uh, so ways of you know if you've got an idea, how to actually understand your idea, uh, prioritize tasks. Um, yeah, it's a decision book, but it's the the fifty models or however many models are in the book are, uh, are really useful to apply to different situations, and they're kind of cookie cutter stuff that you can just pick up and. You know, and whatever the decision you need to make is, you can use one of these models. It's, it's really good. Um, the other one that I really like is kind of more about an entrepreneurial journey. Is there's a, there's a book called Reinventing the Wheel, which is about uh, Dean Kamen, who's the inventor of the Segway, mm-hmm. and uh, that was an invention that got a huge amount of hype and amazing story and huge investments and didn't really go according to plan and ultimately it might prove you know to be some world changing invention in the future so it's certainly not a flop it's just uh it's a super interesting story from a founder and an inventor and an entrepreneur's perception and lens cool um who was an older person that you admire and why uh maybe maybe my parents um I was. I grew up in a very working class family in the UK. My dad was entrepreneurial. Had different small businesses. Um, very much like a sort of in the trading space. You know, very hard working. Um, my my mom also very hard working in uh, in the care sector. And uh, yeah, they you know they didn't have things easy, but worked very hard and. You know, ultimately, I had a, a happy upbringing. So, uh, so yeah, probably my parents. Lovely. Uh, if our audience would like to get in touch with you, how can they find out more about yourself and Silver Adventures? Yeah, by all means. So, if you want to find out more about Silver Adventures, our website is uh, silver s i l v r adventures dot com au. You can find us on all different socials at Silver Adventures. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, more than happy to connect with me we actually do have our own podcast as well so if you're in into podcasts and uh, if you're interested in innovation within aged care um, or different challenges and opportunities and issues then we have a podcast called aged care enrichment you can find it on all of the usual podcast platforms and um, yeah you might find that interesting too so uh, reach out say hello happy to connect with anyone Brilliant. Uh, Thank you so much, Colin, for being part of the show today. It's uh, been wonderful talking to you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Entrepreneurs Generations Apart. If you are an entrepreneur and would like to take part in future episodes, email Bev at celebratelivinghistory at gmail.com or connection at radiocurrum.org. 